The pandemic has changed so much about what we can expect from healthcare. Now more than ever, we must make the future affordable, accessible, and equitable. I'm Jody Lesh. In a new podcast from Kaiser Permanente, we interview the thought leaders and care providers who are helping shape the future of not just healthcare, but fields like digital therapeutics and AI. We have a lot to learn from one another. Listen to Ahead in Health wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning and welcome on this Sunday morning, March 7th. The first week of March is now almost officially behind us. We're going to enter non-freezing temperatures today. Tuesday, things are warming up. Light at the end of the tunnel, folks. Light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you for taking time out today on Sunday morning. I truly appreciate it. I really do. If you have any questions that I can help you out with, financially speaking, please give me a call. Our phone numbers today, 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. Any questions whatsoever, let me get you pointed in the right direction. Remember, you get one opportunity to retire. I want to make sure that you're well prepared so that when you reach that milestone, you can have the lifestyle that you always dreamt about having. I always tell my clients, listen, if you decide to work in retirement, it's because you're bored. You want something to do. You just want to get out of the house, away from your spouse, whatever it might be. I don't want you having to work in retirement because you need to. That's the goal. That's the goal. The sooner you get started, the better off you'll be, folks. I promise you, if you haven't done any retirement planning, yet and you're not saving 10 percent or more in your 401k or whatever pension plan you're using more than likely you're not saving enough and i know that sounds crazy so let's let's hopefully get you started in the right direction i'll give you some questions to wake up with tomorrow call your advisor if you're doing it on your own some things to think about, 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. So we had a good show yesterday. We talked about a lot of things. One of the things that I talked about were interest rates, mortgage rates. Interest rates are low, but folks, they're starting to creep up. We saw last August the U.S. 10-year Treasury note. 0.52% today. It's 1.55% tripled in less than a year within months. Mortgage rates are going up too. With interest rates this low, if you're saving for a house, if you're saving for a second vacation home, don't wait. Don't wait till you have a whole lot of money saved up. Take advantage of these mortgage rates. Really, go out there and and. This is the only kind of debt that I'm in favor of. If you can borrow money, you know, mortgage rates, I've been saying for weeks, have been in the 2% range, and now all of a sudden they're creeping up to 3%. Don't wait till they go to 4 or 5%. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Bill in Saratoga. Hello, Bill. Good morning, Stephen. How are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful. How about you today? I'm very good. Thanks for taking my call. Um couple things I just want to mention quickly. Uh, condolences to you and your family and your son, uh, brother, I mean. And um, I uh, certainly empathize with that coming back in. So I want to make that quickly. Well, I um, I, I appreciate that, Bill. It's, 
it's um you know uh, we talked a little bit about it yesterday another caller yesterday mentioned the same thing and you know i've 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 came i've come from humble beginnings and i have two brothers with special needs that are just beautiful beautiful individuals that i've learned a lot from and my parents died at a young age so i've been their guardian for over 40 years and one of them passed last week he's had a rough four months in the hospital the last few weeks in in hospice but i think he's in a better place but i truly appreciate you saying that thank you bill well, it's a powerful commentary you mentioned. My question um, that I have is, I am uh, going to be 65 this year. I am uh, uh, retired uh, with a pension. I have a small business that I do that generates about eh, 30000 a year. I have um, my 402Bs totaling about $1.2 million. And I've started taking a little bit out of it, maybe 2000 a month. Um, the question I have is, should I start taking Social Security? Um, don't need it, but I'm looking at the the whole COVID thing, the average age of death. Um, it, you know, and nobody knows when you're passing. And then there's tax, tax consequences if I increase my withdrawals with the 403B as opposed to filtering through Social Security. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm registered with the SSA.gov. So I can pick my numbers and then do the break even when I do. The magic number I'm looking at is at 80 when it breaks even at that point. And uh, I don't know if I should wait to 66 in four months or if I should sometime this year make plans to take that. Yeah, you're so close now, Bill. I would say, why don't you wait? If you're generating some income and you really don't need that Social Security, the chance, are you married, Bill? I am. All right, so the chances that you and or your wife living well into your 80s is pretty good. And as you say, you know, your break-even point, everybody's different. We always say it's usually in the high 70s. But by waiting, you're going to get that much more in Social Security. And let's face it, you spent decades adding to that pot. So you might as well, you know, pull out as much of it as, as, as you can. And COVID has thrown a monkey wrench in our plans, how we look at life. But I'm an optimist. I do believe that there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to come out from underneath this dark cloud. I think our healthcare professionals can deal with COVID today a whole lot differently than they dealt with it a year ago. And I believe that, you know, hopefully we're going to get back to some kind of normalcy in our life and live our life like we were living it, you know, just 12 months ago. So with that being said, and you still working, why don't you wait on um, taking Social Security and, you know, take it a year and a half from now when you're going to max out. And even then, I mean, if you thought you were going to live well into your 80s, obviously you get an 8% increase each year up until age 70. And then when you reach age 70, you know, you, there's no reason not to take it because you're just losing out. We have one client that we're begging. He's, you know, he's like 72 and, and, and he just won't sign up for Social Security. And I keep saying, hey, Doc, come on. You are literally, you know, you worked, you put all this money in. I mean, that could pay for a nice car payment on a Porsche or something, um, you know, but listen, folks, <laughs> take it before you reach 70 years old in one day, because you're just, you know, you're leaving money behind. But as I said, you know, one happy birthday, 65 is a nice milestone. 
and two, I would, I, 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 I would, I would wait. Um, what do you do on the side? I, you know, I just got done saying that for my clients, my retirees. I have a, I have a small business uh, we're doing a site. We do um, uh, program driving training, and um, we, uh, you know, have been in in the game for since '81, and it's been a side hustle while I was actually retired teaching, and uh, yeah, I enjoy it. As long as I'm having Good. fun with it, um, yeah. I, yeah, I can enjoy it. Now, what's program? What 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 is that for? Like young young kids learning to drive? That's correct. Oh, good, young, good, good. And uh, and uh, you know, um, getting uh, getting the license, and then uh, people who have relocated from the city coming up, they many times never had a license, didn't need it, right. it's a hassle. But now it's right. a way of life. So let Not me that. ask one question before I let you go. Have you ever had okay. any close calls? Uh, that's why we have breaks on our side. But yeah, we, we always. I mean, if you've been in there, if you've been in the game since '81, you, you've seen a lot of things. Well, I have a quick you know, question. I've gone... I have a quick question for you before I go. Go ahead. Um, any other uh, any other um, gems like keen ice up your sleeve? <laughs> well, you know that's just a sport and a hobby. And keen ice was was a lot of fun, as they say. I peaked within the first few months of deciding to. Um, you know, get into the horse game is 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 fun. Um, but I do have a little Florida bread called Chess's Dream that just won a Grade Three. Um, so you know, we'll we'll see what he does. Um, you know, Very I have a good. piece of it. You know, I don't own any horses outright. It's just a hobby, uh, and I have fun with it. It's my release. My wife doesn't always it's understand it. Well, <laughs> well, I listen, thank you very much for your time, Bill. Thank you for calling. Thank you for for your comments on my brother. And, you know, I've been to, to driving school twice, but it was professional race car driving school. And I'm pretty sure um, the, the professional race car driver and the passenger side did not have any brakes. So he really, truly put his trust in me with um, going through the S-curves. Yeah, we're throwing some serious Gs on that, I'm sure. <laughs> you learn a lot. You learn a lot. Hey, Bill. Be well, stay safe and healthy. Thank you. And as I said, I would wait till 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 full retirement age, as long as you're working and bringing money in. And good for you. Enjoy life, my friend. One eight hundred talk WGY. One eight hundred eight two five five nine four nine. One eight hundred eight two five fifty nine forty nine. Any questions whatsoever, folks? Give me a call. I would love would love to talk to you. Um, you know, love to talk to you. Yeah, I'm going to expand a little bit. Uh, yesterday, I started talking about consumer discretionary, and I'm I'm hot on this. I'm almost sure we're buying into it this week. It's something I've been following. We've been waiting. You know, as you know, right now we're invested 100% in U.S. equities. Uh, you got you know some people in my office that keep trying to have me rethink and invest in international holdings you know one of my stars told me yesterday well you know year to date international's up i said well that's great for nine weeks it's up for 15 years it's been down um you know for my clients i like to look at the long-term track record and maybe who knows over the next five years maybe international investments will be the place to be but i'm just a fan of u.s stocks we've been invested ex you know for the most part only in u.s stocks for quite some time now and i feel we can get some value i think it's the best stock market in the world 
I don't have to worry about geopolitical events. But that doesn't mean, you know, I've been researching some emerging markets as the dollar gets crazy as we continue to print money. You know, it looks as though we're going to print another $1.9 trillion for a COVID relief bill. The only, I don't understand politics. So when, when you think $1.9 trillion for a COVID relief bill, well, that means that, you know, if every American, three, all 330 million of us got that $1,400, uh, you know, surplus check, stimulus check, well, if we're printing 1.9 million, that means all 330 million should be getting closer to 6,000, not 1,400, if we really truly stick to the numbers. You know, I guess at the end of the day, the $1.9 trillion that we're getting ready to print, only about 10% of it's going towards really COVID relief. And what I mean by that is COVID relief, money in people's pockets that need it, people that are out of work. We still have 9.5 million people out of work. It's a long, long way away from the 22 million jobs that were lost last April. We went from historic low unemployment in January, February to historic high in April. It's crazy. So we regained about 12 and a half million jobs, but we're still nine and a half million people out there don't have jobs. And these are the people that I feel need the stimulus check so they can put food on the table, you know, take care of their families, pay for, for the expenses that they have. A lot of people don't need the stimulus check. So if every American got it, I mean, so where's the rest of that money going? It's going to fluff pork. Um, you know, politicians won't sign on unless, you know, they're, you know, they get a little piece of it for, for their district. It, it's sad. We're going to print $1.9 trillion and not much of it is going towards COVID relief. How does that happen in this great country of ours? I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. Um, I would not make a good politician because I would want the entire $1.9 trillion going towards the people that need it or at least good jobs. Um, in building infrastructure where our country will be a better, you know, you know, place, let's say. Um, so with, with all of that being said, you know, we did have a good jobs report on Friday. We added 379,000 jobs. The revisions for December and January, because they always give you the revi revised number for previous months, a net gain of 40,000 jobs over December and January. Unemployment rate ticked down a little bit. Um, you know, the when when you look at it, it's we're 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 clawing our way back to opening up our economy, and you know, especially the small businesses. These are the people that are in our community. These are the people, you know, the folks that are coaching your 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 little league team that you're sitting next to at church or temple. You know, these are the people that are part of, of, of the fabric of your community. And they're hurting. They are hurting, especially the restaurant hospitality business. These are the folks that got hit the most. And they got hit hard. You know, I just saw a story this morning in the paper and you know how ironic is it that 
that we can't go to a professional sports team 10% capacity or we have to be 25% you know capacity in restaurants and you look and it was a picture of an airplane booked solid 100% capacity sitting inches next to somebody two feet front and back of you is somebody if that 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 guy with that goatee doesn't have his mask on and he starts coughing all those germs are going all over how does the government and listen the airline industry and i just i my my blood curdles when i talk about the airline industry i'm so dismayed by them they've gotten three well soon to be their third bailout just in the last year Remember, we bailed them out big time after the Great Recession 12 years ago. We bailed them out big time, big time. And here we are, and this week, March March um, 9th is the anniversary, the anniversary, the 12th anniversary of, of the Great Recession ending. And that's when the stock market bottomed on Tuesday. So that's that's good news that, that we are well, well past that point in our life but we bailed out the airlines then we gave big corporations tax breaks in 2017 and during covid we're bailing out these airlines and you know if you need to fly a lot of people aren't flying but some people need to fly you are sitting you know neck to neck body parts hanging over you know this armrest and you know it, it it's disgusting but these small independent restaurants and other small businesses, they are literally fighting for their life, trying to stay alive because they're only allowed to open up 25% capacity or whatever it might be. It just doesn't make sense. How can the government bail out that airline industry like that who take advantage of us? If you, if you never want to fly again because of COVID, and a lot of people feel this way, those airlines will not refund your ticket money. Why not? If they're taking taxpayer money as bailout, why shouldn't they refund the passengers' money. They absolutely should. They give them a credit. Listen, folks, I, I have two clients that had a trip booked overseas in October, and the airline, it was Delta. I'm going to call them out. And Delta, you know, my, 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 my client said, all right, well, you know, I'll use it for domestic travel. I'm probably never flying overseas again. Delta had the, the, the guts to tell them, oh, no, you can only use the credit on an international flight. Are you kidding me? You get the picture. I'm not happy with the airline industry. And here, the hospitality restaurant industry is fighting for their life, begging for crumbs, no pun intended, from the government. And they're just just getting a little few crumbs sprinkled to them after almost a year. So many of them went out of business. So many workers are never going back to their jobs. It's crazy. I guess where I'm going with this, folks, is the consumer makes up two-thirds of our economy. Two-thirds. And as more of us get vaccinated, as we exit this dark cloud that we're living under for the last almost year now. I think the first COVID case was a year ago today on some ship. I think that's, you know, if, if, if we go back and look at the headlines, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So as we 
as we get back to some kind of normalcy, and there is, folks, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There truly is light at the end of the tunnel, and this is why I'm optimistic on stocks and the consumer. The consumer makes up two-thirds of the economy, and they have a lot of money in savings. The savings rate is sky high because they haven't been able to spend that money on airline tickets, cruises, vacations, going out to dinner, seeing a movie, shopping, spending money, you know, needlessly for, for items that they don't want. It just, you know, they think it'll look good in their closet. They haven't been able to do that. So the consumer has a lot of money. And now they're getting these stimulus checks sent to them real soon. They're going to have a whole lot more money. So betting on consumer discretionary, I think we're going to be taking a good position in it. And I'm you know, probably this week, 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. So let me tell you a way to play consumer discretionary. You know, a lot of people love Amazon, Tesla. So when you think going back 70% of, of almost 70% of the um, economy is made up of consumer spending, this is why it's so important and if if we do if this summer we see signs of hope you know you have to remember this this is good news so you would think that companies like walmart costco wholesale would might be a consumer discretionary but they're not they're actually more of a consumer staple sector even though they they both sell along with other stores like them, a uh, mix of needs and wants. Um, you know, you, 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 get the, you get the picture. Uh, consumer discretionary, when, when, when you put it in perspective, right now, Amazon, Home Depot, they are consumer discretionary. And, you know, during the pandemic, consumers really relied on them like never before. In 2020, Amazon was up 76%. Home Depot was up 21%. Tesla was added to the S&P in December. So it wasn't part of anything until then. And now it's part of the consumer discretionary sector. I said I said last yesterday that, you know, I don't know how to look at Tesla. Is it a car company, which is why it joined the consumer discretionary sector because cars are category, uh, categorized as wants, not needs. And hey, Tesla was up 756% in 2020. Not bad. Um, Walt Disney, you would think would be a consumer discretionary stock. It's a media company stock, you know, it, because it, Walt Disney, I mean, think about, think, think about what, what we're, we're living with now, the stream streaming that that we're doing from all sorts of sources it's not just netflix anymore it's not just your cable you know utility bill anymore you know now you're able to stream with with a lot of a lot of companies and it's just you know it's getting better on the other side of the news break i'm going to talk more about consumer discretionary and tell you how how we're probably going to play it but um I could be wrong on this. You know, I'm not always right with, with our direction, but I think our returns speak for themselves, and our clients have been very, very happy. So I'll give you my, my feelings on the other side. But if you have any questions and you want to call in, 
1-800-825-5949. Any questions whatsoever? See you in two quick minutes. Hello and welcome back, folks. Thank you for hanging in through the news. I truly appreciate it. Um, it's been more than a year since the pandemic turned healthcare upside down. I'm Jody Lesh. Join me for Ahead in Health, where we explore the questions that matter most about the future of healthcare. Listen to Ahead in Health wherever you get your podcasts. Now serving F27 at DMV window number 16. Okay, Rose, we're second in line. Perfect, Rose. You remembered the birth certificate? Yes, and we have our electric bill. Excellent. We'll be Real ID ready in no time. Real ID ready to visit our grandson, Ricky, at Fort Bragg. Then fly to New Orleans for Jazz Fest. Pardon me, are you talking to yourself? <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess I am. Talk yourself into Real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash Real ID. Our phone numbers today, 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. Any questions whatsoever, give me a call. I would love to talk to you. So I was talking about consumer discretionary. And as you know, we invest, you know, we're investing about $750 million on behalf of our clients and predominantly all in exchange traded funds. That doesn't mean we don't own all those great names. We do. If you look at our top holdings, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Tesla, Johnson & Johnson, Google, J.P. Morgan Chase, Facebook, Google, and Berkshire Hathaway are our top 10 holdings. So all of our clients, when they ask me, well, what do I own? You know, I hear my talk, my friends talk about owning Apple or Facebook or Tesla. Well, I say, you own it. Not only do you own it, these are your top 10 holdings. And, you know, Paolo LaPietra in my office put together these charts for me, and they're wonderful. We can show clients anything. So our clients own them too. We're just not buying and selling stocks because it's a, it, it's a no-win game. Very few stock pickers can do that. Kathy Wood and the ARC did it. Well, over the last year, um, over the last week, she's down about 25%, but she's up over 100% over the last year. So when, when, when you like a couple stocks, especially, I always say, wait for an entry point. You know, I mean, I, I said you, you didn't really want to buy into ARC when it was as high as it was. And now it's 25% lower from its peak. So why not buy, you know, if you wanted to buy ARC a week and a half ago at its high, well, you can buy in now 25% lower if you believe in it long term. That's the new innovative um, ETFs out there. Um, so if you like individual stocks, if you like Tesla, if you buy, if 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 you buy the Arc Innovation Fund, 10% of it is made up of Tesla. But if you buy XLY, the Consumer Discretionary S&P Sector Fund, 15%. See, almost 16% of that holding is Tesla. 22% is is um, Amazon. Now those are two pretty nice companies, and they're down. You know, when 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 you look at those companies, as I said, you know, I think Tesla was down 10% last week alone, year to date. Amazon's down 9%. Tesla's down 15% year to date. So you can buy XLY and, you know, have 37% of, of that weighting, 
being invested in Tesla and Amazon. That's how we look at investments, less risk, and we're still getting exposure where we want to get exposure. The other top holdings, Home Depot, 8%, McDonald's, 5%, Nike, 5%, Starbucks, 4%. You get the picture. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go to Sharon in Massachusetts. Hello, Sharon. Hi there. How are you? Well, talking to you, I'm doing much better. I've been waiting for you to call me. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Well, well, I've been watching my stocks go down like an elevator here. <laughs> but since I just thought I'd ask your opinion on something here, the I've got Amazon and and Zoom. I have 19 shares of Amazon and 135 shares of Zoom. Okay. And since October 23rd, they've gone from 136,000 together down to 103,000. And I'm not panicking, and I'm definitely not going to up and sell, but I just heard you talk about that XLY, which you had mentioned that to me before on the phone, and I had forgotten all about it, but that that has like 37% Tesla in it. Uh, wow, who would, have, who would have had a chance to get in some Tesla, right? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just wondered if you knew what was wrong out there. I mean, Amazon with its... Uh, you know, I don't know what all it does. I know it delivers a lot of products. You buy products through it, and it's just the economy is down maybe. Well, we know it's down, and it's that, that people just aren't buying products, so therefore Amazon is down in its work. Um, and Zoom, you know, that's stay home and work at home and uh, or call your grandkids and, you know, talk. But I've so they both always seemed like good stocks, and I'm I'm pleased, you know. I mean, I heard you say something good about Amazon well, a minute ago when I was on the coming, you know, dialing for you. But anyway, <laughs> I just wondered. <laughs> let, let me give you my thoughts. <laughs> the, well, I appreciate that, Sharon. Let me give you my thoughts. You know, okay. stocks have come a long way, especially COVID-19 basket-like stocks. Zoom. Can you let me so shut many... the radio off just a sec? Uh, just okay, perfect. Second, okay. All right. Thank you, Sharon. Um, so if you got into this game a year ago, I mean, Zoom is up 200% a year ago. Tesla's up 341% from a year ago. Amazon is up 56%, and the S&P okay. is up 28%. So I'm here. if you... Yeah, so if you got into these a year ago, you're up 200% in that Zoom. And the reason why it came down is because as we exit this COVID-19 time capsule, there's some people that feel that maybe the the glitter on some of these stocks, these stay at home, work remotely, not hold your grandkids because you can only visit them via Zoom. I mean, our lives have changed. And I don't think all for the better. I think there's one one way of looking at COVID of being very careful, being very protective, and some people are very paranoid. But there's a lot of fractured relationships. But companies like Zoom have done remarkably well. So you made a lot of money if you held in there over the long haul. If you bought in at the top, you haven't made as much money. Same with Tesla. As I said, year-to-date, Tesla's down 15%. Amazon's down 8%. That XLY, 22% of its Amazon, 16% of its Tesla, approximately. Um, 
it's okay for these stocks to to take a breather. They've come a long way. So, you know, I'm not so sure it should make up a big part of your portfolio, Sharon, which is why I like to have our clients invest more prudently. I can give them Amazon and Tesla with XLY. 37% of their money will be in those two holdings, but they have a whole lot of other holdings. You know, the top 10 holdings in that XLY account for 68%, so it's pretty concentrated. And, you know, you're you're betting on, on the economy. This is what we're looking at. Hey, Sharon, thank you for calling. Stay safe, stay healthy. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have Gene and Gilderland. Hello, Gene. Hello. I have a question for you. I have a 21-year-old grandnephew. He is now in college serving, uh, serving an internship this, this college year, and he wants to invest the money he is earning. What do you recommend he do? Oh, music to my ears. <laughs> Tell him to open up a Roth IRA because he's not in a high tax bracket. Let's make believe he, he earns $4,000. He can put up to $4,000 of his earned income into a Roth IRA. He can put as much as 6000 but depending on how much he, he has, open up a Roth IRA. Don't even think twice about it, Gene. It's, it's a great program. He'll, he can buy stocks, mutual funds, exchange-traded funds in that account. And that account will be there. It'll grow. It'll get him used to saving for retirement. And he'll be one, you know, he'll he'll be one lucky guy as, as he looks back decades down the road. And he'll remember great Aunt Jean telling him to do this. So a Roth IRA, tell him to do it. And if he wants help of where to invest it, tell him to tune in next week at on Saturday at noon. Gene, great question. Stay safe, stay healthy. 1-800-825-5949. We have Ryan and Oneana. Hello, Ryan. Good morning, Steve. Good morning to you. Uh, question for you. Well, first of all, I listened to your show for several years, and thank you for all your advice throughout the years. And with that in mind, I have uh, some Met livestock, and I really don't, See the benefit of it in there. I think I could make more money, like you said, in a IRA. I have a Roth IRA through Fidelity. I just wondered if you thought that was a good idea to cash that in and put it into the Fidelity account. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, MetLife is an insurance company, obviously, and it's probably, you know, we're overweight financials, and MetLife would be considered one one of the financials. Year-to-date, our financial ETF is actually up almost 13%, where the S&P is only up. The broad stock market index is up 1.3%. Um, the S&P year-to-date is up 2.3%. But MetLife is is considered that over the last year you know the S&P is up 28% you're up 52% with that MetLife holding if you look year to date you're up 24% with the MetLife holding so um you know give some thought of why you want to get out of it you know that could be the the anchor let's say of of your financial holdings and put all of your investments in perspective and see you know how many of these these solid companies you have, you know, they may not be as sexy as a Zoom, a Tesla, an Amazon, but boy, 
your return in them is pretty good, especially year to date. So I'm not so sure you really need to sell out of it unless you want to sell out of it. Listen, there's some good insurance companies out there. You know, last week I talked about Northwest Mutual, one of my favorite insurance companies. I mean, there's there's some good and, and, and they're not even considered really like Northwest isn't considered a, an insurance company anymore as much as it is a financial services company. So give some thought to that before you go selling out of that, Ryan. And in order to put it into an IRA, you need to make sure that you qualify with the income limits and everything. You can't just put any money into an IRA. Um, so if you have other money on the side, you may want to just keep that MetLife. You probably have a low cost basis in it and look at adding to your IRA if you can with other monies. Ryan, great question, but give it some thought. 1-800-825-5949. We go back to the phone lines. We have Pat in Cropsyville. Hello, Pat. Did we lose Pat? Zach? <coughs> Pat? Pat, are you there? <laughs> Pat? All right, Zach. I don't think Pat wants to talk to us. She called in, but um, maybe she doesn't realize that she's on air live. Pat, one more opportunity. Pat? Nope. 1-800-800. 825-5949, Any questions whatsoever? Let's try Pat again. Pat, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. I've been waiting for you with bated breath. Hi. I know. I don't know why. What's going on here? What I'm doing wrong? Well, you're can doing you it me? right now. What can I help you with? Okay. I... I I had a couple questions. Well, one thing, I have a special needs daughter, and uh, uh, I also have a husband who's been disabled for 36 years. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm 71. Yeah, it's, it's kind of tough. And I'm 71, and I did, uh, I've been retired since I've been uh, 65. And I bought Apple stock. I heard you one time, I don't know if it was around 2014, say we should buy Apple. It was at 91. And that was the only stock I ever bought at that time. <clears throat> and I'm wondering, should I sell uh, my basis or do you just keep it? Yeah, that's a great question. I always say Apple's my, you know, Apple has been, and it's our number one holding in our portfolios. Apple is my favorite stock. Um, you know, they have a balance sheet to choke a horse, more cash than a lot of countries around the world. It's a loyalty, customer loyalty, like there's no tomorrow. They, they continue to rocket. It's well-managed. Tim Cook has done a good job taking over for Steve Jobs, and you've made some serious money. Taking your cost basis right. out is never a bad thing. This way, you're kind of playing with house money now. You took your 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 um, cost basis out and invested in something else. I don't know enough about your total financial picture, but you know Apple. If if you know, we always say you never want any one stock to represent more than five to 10% of your overall net worth, no matter how great of a stock it is, because you never know when they could have a bad hair day. I mean, just take a look at a company like IBM or GE, you know, some of the greatest stocks in the world 
and all of a sudden they turn, and when they turn, it's not pretty. Um, so you know you've well, done well with thing. It, it, yeah. it, it, it's, it makes up a lot of my portfolio. Now yeah. what I did last March is I did invest in stocks. I took a chance and I turned turned out really good. Boy, you uh, are a loyal listener. And uh, yeah, but now I don't know what. Now I'm not sure. Like I have Amazon and Tesla, and uh, they're all way up since March. That's when I bought them. And now they're, you know, Tesla's like coming down. I mean, should I sell the basis in all those stocks or just let them keep going? Listen, Pat, That's you good. never feel guilty when you take some money off the table. When you take your hard-earned money, if you invested, I'm just making these numbers up, $10,000 in Apple and it's worth 100 take the 10 off the table. The 90 that's left is 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 house money. That's profit. That's gains. And if the 90 comes down to 80 or 70, it's okay. You took the 10 out. There's nothing wrong with that. So many people are afraid to sell out of holdings. And I always say, don't get greedy. You know, be prudent about your your gains. Make sure you you look at it in the in the in the right manner. Um, you know, you picked some good stocks. You've done well over the last year, Pat. Um, just you know, don't don't be afraid to take some money off the table and maybe diversify it a little bit more. You know, Tesla. You know, it's down 32% from its high. I actually, you know. I may be nibbling a little bit in that XLY where Tesla is 16% of it because I like it a whole lot more now than I did when it was 32% higher. Um, the same with Amazon. Amazon year-to-date's down almost 9%. I like Amazon. I don't think it's going away. I think I think people are getting used to, you know, ordering whatever they need. You know, having it delivered, the convenience. So. You know, they're, they're great companies, but, you know, you need to do what you feel comfortable with. And if it if you have a handful of stocks that that account for the bulk of your investments, you need to trim that back. Hey, Pat, thank you for listening. And you've done well. I'm glad you I'm glad you you bought into Apple when you did, because that was my all time favorite company. It's um, one of the only individual stocks that we owned outright, um, you know. Long-term stocks stocks are, are, are one of the best performing asset classes, and if you get lucky and you buy individual stocks and you hit it right, good for you, and you hit it right. Pat, thank you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. 1-800-825-5949. 1-800-825-5949. So going back to the consumer um you know, discretionary, you know, as I said, the top 10 holdings of XLY account for 68, almost 70% of, of it, you know, 30% retail, 24% automobiles, hotels are 18%, hotels and entertainment, I think when we come out of this dark cloud we're living under, I think these companies will do well, home building is only about 2%. You know, your top 10 holdings, Amazon, Tesla, Home Depot, McDonald's, Nike, Starbucks, Lowe's, Books, Booking, Target, and TJX. They're not bad companies, but you're really, really making a play for Amazon and Tesla. So if you don't want to buy individual stocks, that's one way of doing it. 
and that's okay. The other way we're doing it, because I like small companies. Remember, as the economy grows, small companies will do well. And there's a ETF that invests in small cap consumer discretionary. You get different kind of names. Um, you know, when, when, when you look at it, the top 10 holdings account for 28%. You got companies in there, believe it or not, I hate to say this, but GameStop, Crocs, Macy's, Shake Shack, you've never had one of their hamburgers man oh man you got to try it um bed bath and beyond stamps i robot brinker um different type companies and small companies and small companies do well you got yeti holdings you know if, if you've ever seen their coolers five below um you know different type holdings that that normally you wouldn't have in your portfolio so you can split it you can have the big boys with the xly those are are the companies that are in the s p 500 index uh, that make up the consumer discretionary sector and then you can have small companies so enough on consumer discretionary i like consumer discretionary as we come out and exit the covid 19 bubble that we're in these are companies that should do well 1-800-825-5949 you know it, it, we, we took a it was a mixed week in the market s&p 500 up eight tenths of a percent the dow was up 1.82 percent has different holdings in it than the s&p i always say look at the s&p not the dow nasdaq was down nasdaq was down almost two percent nasdaq and the nasdaq 100 which is qqq am i getting scared out of it absolutely not i love nasdaq and nasdaq is is a great place we've been overweight nasdaq for 15 years i continue to be it when you buy qqq you're buying the 100 largest companies in nasdaq 63 percent is technology 23 percent is consumer cyclicals the top 10 holdings account for 52 percent of it you got apple at almost 12 percent microsoft at 10 percent amazon at eight percent tesla because now tesla is in the S&P, um, Tesla is is four percent. Google is somewhere around eight percent. Facebook three and a half percent. Nvidia, almost three. PayPal, Comcast. You get the picture. Um, so you know we we like that. Those are all great growth companies. We like those companies. We've done well with QQQ. It's our top holding along with the broad stock market index. And it will be our top holding as long as I'm my name's on 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 the letterhead and you know the front door. It, it, listen, folks, I call it like it is. I've made a lot of money for our clients by by thinking forward thinking, not looking back and not being afraid. I tell our clients that stocks go up and I guarantee them that they go down. The key is not to panic when they go down. The stock market has recovered from anything and everything. I said yesterday, the average swing in the market, 14% over the last 39 years, any given year, peak to trough, high to low, the average swing is 14%. So when you see volatility, don't be afraid of volatility. The stock market has recovered from everything and anything that's ever come its way. I don't think that's going to change. I can't imagine. I mean, even 12 years ago this week, 12 years ago, March 9th, 2009, 
when the market was at its low, 34 percent, um, or I'm sorry, 50 percent drop from October 2007 to March 9th, 2009. 50 percent drop. People thought the world was coming to an end, and I had to remind them, no, 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 no. Listen. I felt there was more upside than downside. We bought in. We made a lot of money for our clients. That's how I think. And our clients put their trust in my ability and my ability to manage my team as I do. And I appreciate that trust. Folks, we're coming up to the end of the show. I can't believe it. I truly thank you for tuning in every week as you do, Saturdays at noon, Sundays at 8. Go to our website, Boucher.com. We have offices in Historic downtown Troy, bad fire yesterday, and Saratoga Springs, clients in 25 states and overseas, Boucher.com. See who we are, what we're about. Be safe, stay healthy, come back next week. Thank you for tuning in. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more.